There are so many things that could be said about any of the three scriptures we had this morning that I may surprise you or maybe give you some relief. But I'm only going to focus on two words. I'll keep the sermon a reasonable length. The first one is one that may have caught your, your ear or may not have and from the gospel reading of Jesus telling people they have to hate their family and hate life itself. Now, this word is a complicated word in the Greek because it's based on a word in Hebrew. So when we're in English, we're three languages removed from its birthplace, from its roots. And Luke was trying to use some shorthand here, using a word that was full of connotations to the listeners of Jesus, people who were familiar at least somewhat with Hebrew and with Greek. And what the word means is not an emotional hate, like, oh man, I hate my parents, or I hate my brother, or I hate my sister, but instead, it's about setting priorities as to what's most important. We don't have a single word in English that can do what this single word in Hebrew does, and to a certain degree, the word in Greek does. But what Jesus is saying here is that we have to have Jesus, we have to have God as our priority over family and even over life itself, our own lives. And that was an important message because as the gospel reading starts with, there are crowds following Jesus at this point. This is not a message for the 12 apostles or for the group of disciples that were already turning their lives towards God and following the Christ in this amazing way. This was for the masses who are curious about who this guy is and what's going on. He wanted to let them know that he was just not giving some tips for a happier lifestyle, but rather he was trying to help people see how to rebalance their lives, how to reprioritize their lives, and to have God as the center rather than even their families or their own selves. That's one word. Second word is the, and one particular the. It is the cross. Now, when the Bible was first translated into English, roughly 500 years ago, this word was not translated as the from the Greek. It was instead translated as your. And ever since then, in English, we have both within Bibles and within the popular wisdom, this idea of taking up your cross. That in order to be a faithful follower of God, you have to take up your cross. In order to live a good life, you'll have your crosses to bear. But that's not what the Bible says. It instead says the. And there's a huge difference here. With your, this makes it, first of all, a rather individual endeavor. That each of us have our own cross to bear, and we get to sort of be uh, muscular Christians and carry this cross, and earn our salvation, and show God we can take anything, and keep on going. We can show the world that we're tough. 
That's not what this is about. But often, for the last four or five hundred years, it's been interpreted in that very way. Instead, the cross is the, is the single cross of Jesus. It is the cross that if we want to be a disciple of Christ, we have to carry the cross. What that means is we're not waiting or looking or seeking for some form of suffering from God to prove that we are worthy, to prove that we're really super-duper Christians. Instead, we are called to make Jesus' death on the cross and the Christ resurrection the center of our lives, particularly the resurrection part that we are called not to seek suffering. And we are not to think that suffering is normal, and we certainly are not to think that suffering is God's will, as, as some kind of test to whether or not we're worthy of heaven. Instead, we are to make sense of the bad things that happen in life through the perspective of the singular cross, that transforms all of human existence through the resurrection, through Easter morning, the empty tomb, Christ opening the heavenly gates to all and vanquishing death forever. Two very, very different sets of theology and spirituality, all based on one word, the versus your. The other thing that's interesting is picture millions and millions of people carrying one cross. It's kind of hard to because there's so many people willing to do it. So many hands lifting up that weight that you can barely feel it. It's light. It's something that can be carried forever. That's the other image here is that the cross we carry is not something that weights us down or bows our shoulders, but instead is so light that one pinky can hold it up because there are millions of pinkies holding it up all at the same time. It's a reminder of how light the task of being a Christian is if we dedicate our entire being to it. That God will help us make sense of life, that God will help us prioritize life over family, over our own lives, that God will help things make sense just enough that we can get through each and every day with a sense of joy and meaning and even peace in the midst of very difficult circumstances. And the other thing about the image is that's this very strong reminder that we're all in this together, that we're all carrying the cross, that it's not something that I do alone, that my Christian walk is not something that belongs to me, but instead is something that I share with everyone, everyone around me, with all of the people that have ever lived, with all the folks in heaven. It is something that's not just ours as individuals. It's instead something that is part of our existence as eternal life. See, that's what this whole passage is about, is Christ is telling us that right now, right now, we get to live in heaven. Right now, 
We are living eternal life. And yet, too often, the followers of Christ try to shut down that message and instead put in our own rules, put in our own restrictions, put in our own limitations on what life can be. When Christ again and again invites us into living eternal life now with a light, light sense of how hard life is, with a sense of being beloved, with a sense that we can easily love others, with a sense that life is full of meaning and purpose, and yet also is kept in perspective because that's not all there is. It's a whole different way of seeing the world that even the church has often proclaimed through the years. That's been one of the great failures the institution has made, is too often we have emphasized as an institution individuals' failings, individual shortcomings, and the need for repentance and fixing it and getting it right. No. Christ said, the cross is easy. The burden is light. That all we have to do is extend that little finger and lift up our portion of the cross and let the millions and billions of people help us carry it. And the reason we are carrying it is to show that resurrection is the ultimate reality rather than death. That love is the most powerful force in the universe. That God loves us all and wants us all to love one another. That's a transforming way of being and seeing and acting that we are asked to embrace and let it fill ourselves as individuals and as a body, as a body of the human race. So yes, we all have suffering. We all have difficulties in life, but they aren't crosses that God has given us to bear. Instead, they are just part of the circumstances of being human, of being part of the created order. And we are called, when we feel that suffering, to remember the lightness of the one cross that we all share and carry together, and how many people are lifting us up whenever we fall, and how much God is loving us each moment of our lives. And we are called to do the same for one another, to lift up one another, to share the love that God has, so that the world indeed may be transformed into a place of peace and love and meaning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.